All right, welcome in episode 122 of Hawk Reds Podcast. I'm Travis Jadon in studio with Spencer Maddox today. Going to get rolling with a great top four draft later in the episode with John Carr. Uh, probably the best one we've done to date. The first ever three-man top four draft on Hawk Reds Podcast. Also some Braves talk and Hawks NBA talk. A little bit of Joey Chestnut in the news too. But first, Coach's Corner the number one sports bar in Savannah and our title sponsor. Check them out at www.coaches.net, 3016 East Victory Drive. If you want to call ahead your order, it's 912-352-2933. You can call ahead your order for the daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. Check out all of their concert lineups at www.coaches.net and on Coaches Corner Facebook page. The Coaches Corner Sports Network that's the 19th hole with the Herb Brothers, the Herb Brothers, uh, Masters Week every year and on YouTube, Rubbin' and Grubbin', Brandon Bain, Wednesday nights, talking NASCAR on the Coach's Corner Facebook page, as well as Carl DeMossi on Wednesday nights and Saturday mornings talking local sports, and then the Who Is On First Base baseball podcast with Kyle Lawson and Carl talking all things Major League Baseball. That's the Coach's Corner Sports Network. And we love Coach's Corner. You guys should, too. Check them out today. Tell them we sent you, and they will hook it up. Go watch the Braves win the NL East this summer. Cold beers, hot wings, Coach's Corner, the number one sports bar in Savannah. All right, let's get after it for a 122nd time. Hot Grits Podcast. Ain't nobody gonna this I've always kind of believed in aliens. I don't know if I believe in flying saucers. Ain't nobody gonna rip like you might as well just walk up to Cupid while he's on his lunch break, you know, crank his heat or something. Yeah. We're almost uh, three minutes into our sports podcast and yet to bring up not one sport. Roll out. Come on, You over there. You all right, Penny, a special Hot Grits podcast episode, a day late. We're recording on Tuesday, July 5th. So this episode for Wednesday, July 6th. I still don't know the difference between fireworks and firecrackers, but I know I saw a lot of them this past weekend. How was the holiday weekend for you? The holiday weekend was good, man. I'm not used to having July 4th off. I'm used to working that consistently. So this is like the first July 4th in like eight years I was able to drink. The Monday holiday is, it, is a crazy one. Yes. Christmas, like if it's a big one? Yeah. July 4th. Well, counts. I guess I guess like during the pandemic, like the early pandemic, I was Yeah, that's not count. No. Uh, so I was around crowds, got to see the fireworks thing at the club. That was cool. How many uh, Toby Keith songs did you hear? I didn't hear a single Toby Keith I song. I heard so many Toby Keith songs. I heard a few people like sang Toby Keith songs ironically during the fireworks or like made like a quick one-liner about Toby Keith, but that was uh, – as close as Toby Keith got Dude, to my his, eardrums. White people love Toby Keith. Yeah. His lyrics have not aged well, I don't think. There's one lyric that's like, I watch CNN, but I'm not sure I could tell you the difference in Iraq and Iran. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> Tough. And then like the 9-11 song, Where Were You? It's almost like he wants to be like, where were you on 9-11? Yeah. Like, like he thinks everyone's a suspect. Like, where were you in the world? Stop <laughs> like, I was at home, man. My hands are clean. I uh, also Toby Keith, notably, uh, to bring this back to Savannah. You remember how he was going to open up that bar and grill in the Savannah Mall? No. Years, 
You've never heard the story? Toby Keith was going to open up a Bro, bar and grill in the Savannah Mall? Not had, even the Oglethorpe Mall, had the a, Bad Mall? He had a chain of restaurants. Like, Toby Keith's, I love this bar, restaurants, that ended up, like, it basically went under. It was, like, some kind of scam. Like, he, like, was scamming people out of money. You, it's worth the read, and Savannah got hit with this, dude. It was up, coming soon, was up in the Savannah Mall. You wouldn't know this because, like, very rarely people go to Savannah Mall. nobody goes past, to yeah. the Savannah Mall. It was up, it said, coming soon. For like four years, dude. This one thing was like blocked off. <laughs> and it just never happened. I Googled it and uh it's it is worth the read, bro. I, I don't remember all the details right now. It's but... like the snack shack at the turn at Bacon Park Golf Course. Yeah. After nine holes. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. They had that sign like coming soon. Yeah. Smitty's snack shack or something. <laughs> <laughs> just never came. They just took the sign down. <laughs> just never, the sign just wore out. It was there for like ten years. <laughs> Coming soon, Smitty Snack Shack. Yeah, what up, OC? Where's my Snack Shack Toby at, Toby Keith dog? was probably behind that, too. Yeah. There's money in the banana stand. It's so funny, dude. I feel like Savannah is, like, the easiest place to scam of all time. If you were a celebrity, there's just numerous spots in doesn't, Savannah where you can run some kind of scam on somebody. But Doesn't Ben Roethlisberger have a place in Savannah? He does, the Tap House. Really? He owns yeah, a bar? It's a B-minus bar. Like, it's fine for lunch. It's okay. It's a Steelers bar, obviously. It's Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B minus. Well, I mean, two time champ. Two time champ. Yeah. Just saying, how many rings? Yeah. How many rings you got? You know who has a bunch of rings? Is Joey Chestnut. Fifteen of them bad boys. Wow. That man can eat some wieners, dog. Yeah. Nathan's hot dogs contest. uh, The protester was definitely the story coming out of that, right? He choke slams a protester. If you haven't seen the video, go on Twitter at podcast grits. You can see it. Joey Chestnut takes like 10 seconds out of his record breaking or out of his winning performance to choke slam a protester who I don't know what they were protesting but the first thing I thought of was like what if these are the same people behind the Timberwolves right the T-Wolves protest like oh it was a wild protester too they had a Darth Vader mask on well yeah but didn't, it was like not effective because we couldn't yeah. read the sign you know what didn't I mean? miss a beat though dude on crutches comes up there is just slurping glizzies dude <laughs> He's such just, a legend, dude. All the photos. There was a photo of like Jordan, Tiger Woods, and Chestnut, <laughs> and it's just Chestnut like with his gut and like on the crutches and the boot. Yeah. Um, I saw that some of the sports books. I think I know Barstool Sportsbook rescinded uh, over under. Yeah, yeah. Over betters. Does that mean that like if you bet the under, do you still get to keep your money? I would like think if you won so. the bet. Yeah, I would think so. That's not fair. You know what I mean? You couldn't like yeah. So the they just take a wash? Yeah. But it must have not been big enough where it mattered because then they do a bunch of press where they release, like, look at us. We're giving back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this no, is yeah, how yeah. nice we are. That's good Good in the long run. You know, good for the bottom line. Uh, dude. Somebody's got to step up and challenge Chestnut. Well, this he, thing's gonna that's, get out that's of actually where I was going with that. Uh, his main rival, Kobayashi, you start to question a little bit of his belts because Kobayashi hasn't been able to participate in this event since 2010. Kobayashi's you know done. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, they were talking because that's the only other guy. Yeah. I remember when they were like, oh, this chestnut guy. And then Kobayashi would just win by 30 dogs. Yeah. But then at some point it was like, I don't think chestnut beat Kobayashi like in his prime head to head. Yeah. But it was like chestnut took the mantle and then Kobayashi disappeared. Well, he He used to do the shake. He got into it with Nathan. Nathan the hot dog, like the the main sponsor. The original Nathan? Yeah, n- yeah, Nathan. No, 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 no. Nathan's oh, hot dogs. Whoa! I yeah, was like, dude, that's a power. There deal. was there was some contract distri- dispute, uh, and he went to an event that Joey Chestnut won, 
uh, this is definitely worth the Google if you have never read about this because I hadn't until this past week. Uh, so he went to an event that Joey won. It was a Nathan's hot dog eating event. Um, they bring him up on stage. Originally, uh, people thought that he was supposed to like be let on stage. And then the what? security immediately like puts him in a headlock. And, yeah, they, like, arrested him that day. He went to jail. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a legend. All the all the charges were eventually dropped. Um, but needless to say, he's never played or he's never participated in an Athens hot dog eating event since. So you got to question some of Joey Chestnut's victories. Uh, at least two or three of those would have gone to Kobayashi, right? I mean, uh, yeah. Kobayashi I, I, won six or, before yeah, that. He would at least, like, because the second place guy is, like, not even in the stratosphere. Yeah. Like if the second place guy finishes 15 dogs behind you, then it's like it almost lessens your achievement. Right. You need somebody else to be up there in order for people to – not like people are going to care about hot dogs, but, dude, this is crazy. In 2012, Kobayashi barred from the hot dogs event due to a contract dispute. He ate 58.5 Criff Dog Classics, a different, <laughs> a different type of hot dog from Nathan's famous 4th of July hot dog eating contest. And then in 2014, he ate 113 bunless hot dogs. And by the way, Crypt Dog Classics, that's the name of my racehorse, by the way. <laughs> it's got to be, dude. Crypt Dog so Classic. Good. That's so good. Uh, you want to talk some Bravos? Yeah, let's talk Bravos, dude. You're worried about Ian Anderson. Let me let me do this. Let's let's ask some questions. I'll ask you some questions real quick. Just like one or two rapid fire. Okay, you and then I'll the do the same for you when it comes to the Hawks. Yes, yes. I like that. Uh how worried, scale of 1 to 10, are you about Ian Anderson, who I believe throws tonight? Yeah, we're recording Tuesday night, so he's throwing against the Cardinals. And what I believe, I mean, probably the biggest regular season start in Ian Anderson's career. I know it sounds crazy because it's yeah. July, but a big start. So by the time the listener hears this episode, that start will have already happened for Ian Anderson. For me, the walks is what's so crazy with him is like leading the National League in walks. And that's what Ian Anderson's doing going into his start Tuesday night. Uh, is crazy in July. So it's not like Ian Anderson's like getting lit up every single time out. He's had good performances, but he's also had brutal performances. You know, I'm not comparing him to he who shall not be named, Mark Voltanevich. Right. But there's hints of that in his stat line, although he doesn't look like that. And I think Ian Anderson is going to get a longer leash because of what he's done in October, for sure, from the Braves. But as he's going right now, he can't. it's not sustainable. They're right. going to do something if it keeps going like this. I don't know if that involves your guy Mike Soroka coming back. Right. Uh, I don't know if that involves them making a move. Um, but with him struggling and Spencer Strider getting up there in innings, which we'll also talk about, uh, it's a worry for the Braves. I think that's their number one concern right now is yeah. – is, that so spot the that leads to my next question. Uh, what do you really need? If So say you've got a Spencer Strider. Say, uh, although you do have a Spencer Strider, that doesn't need to be a hypothetical. Say Mike Soroka comes back and he's able to give you, maybe not like what he was before, but maybe he gives you back into the rotation, like quality innings in October in the playoff time. What do you really need from Ian Anderson at that point? It seems like you could you could get by with him as like in the opener role almost. 
that we had Chavez in last year, like three to four innings. That's all we need. Well, can that will that work? No. And here's why I'll say the the number one thing you would need from Ian Anderson moving forward is for him to be the number three or four guy in your rotation down the stretch. And all that requires is length. Right. So they need length. That's a really big deal. But you can't get length if you're walking five guys and getting pulled in the third because you gave up six runs, you know, that quickly. And then you go, the whole rotation is affected by that because Spencer Strider, like, let's just go ahead and say it. He looks great. Like, he looks great, great, really good. But he's at 60 innings. His career high in innings is 90. That's like, there will be a drop off and. I think the Braves have to be concerned. You can push him probably 50 innings past his career high, but that's it. So you're telling me that you basically have 100 innings left of Spencer Strider total? You need length from the other guys for sure. I think you can piggyback Strider and Soroka, or you can go to a six-man rotation maybe, but you need Ian Anderson to be five, six innings, that kind of guy. He doesn't have to have a sub-three ERA. Right? Right. No, no, I, I agree with that 100%. I think you just need, I mean, 4.5 ERA I'd be comfortable with if he's getting five, six innings. Yeah, because he still has, like, big balls. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and with this lineup, with this lineup, they're, like, going to put up runs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially once they get Ozzy Albies back, there's not going to be very many holes in that lineup. Um. All right, next question. Let's turn it over to something a little more positive. Max Fried okay. looks like a Cy Young candidate. Is this who he is? He... He projected as like your number two guy coming out. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, oh no, he's the top. Yeah. The conversation's he, over. He's an ace. He's an ace. He's not period, the Braves. Right? He's not just the Braves' best pitcher. Yeah, he's one of the best pitchers in the in baseball. I would think so, right? And he's definitely one of the top lefty starters in all of baseball. Yeah, for this sure. it also feels sustainable, doesn't it? It doesn't feel like this yeah. is just a career he year. He is who he thought. He, he is who we thought he could be. He was. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's Shakespeare. He is who we right. thought he was. Right. It, it harkens back to, like, game six of the World Series last year. No oh, runs. Yeah. Like, Where he just, just places absolute, nuts on the table. Just absolute stud, and he's just carried that over. Uh, do you think he's going to win a Cy Young? This year? Yeah. No. That's fair. I mean, No, I don't. Yeah. Alicandra, just an absolute wagon, dude. Oh, Sandy. Yeah. I think it's Alcantara. Alcantara. I think it's crazy Alicantra. that that guy, but dude, who knows? Like this time last year, Waskar Yanoa was a front runner for the Cy Young. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget that. Yeah, and then he broke his hand. Um, but yeah, so I think there's ways around the Braves patching up the rotation, and I don't think, like, I think you have to keep one eye on what will you need in a three out of five come playoff time, and one eye on. The regular season. So, in other words, like you, there's going to be different needs to get you to the playoffs. But once you get there, your fourth and fifth starter, not really a high concern. So having, and Chuck Morton's coming around too. So having Freed Morton, and now you just need one more. And I think Kyle Wright, Spencer Strider, maybe Ian Anderson, maybe Mike Soroka. One, you have to hope one more of those guys step up and continue to be it. Right. So. You, need, um, you really need four, right? That's that's what you're saying? You need four strong guys. And come playoff time, but to yeah. get you there, like you probably need seven or eight 
if you're counting really? injuries and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, and again, Strider's not going to be able to do this every five days for the rest of the season. Well, they had him coming out of the pen Unless he last... does something historic. Yeah. Which is best his career high in innings by 150. Yeah. Immediately in one year. Like, that's. Well, that would put him at 240 innings. That's crazy. It's crazy town. Yeah. So, I mean, and he's not on pace for that. No. But he's on pace for way more. If he were to start starting every five days, he might. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if he goes they, seven innings. It seems like they've been pretty good about getting him out fairly quickly. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't. Well, but yeah, he's doing that, like, because he's not having high pitch counts until the sixth and seventh inning. Yeah. He's just mowing through people. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, uh, innings pitched is like one metric, but also if you're only throwing nine pitches an inning. Yeah. But, dude, Soroka is just such a wild card. Like, I don't know what to expect. I, I feel like you have to go into this whole process expecting absolutely nothing. Like, expecting him not to pitch if you're the Braves. You got to prepare for that, right? Yeah, and so I think in regards to Ian Anderson, they, the Braves are not counting on Mike Soroka being better than Ian Anderson in their rotation this season. Yeah. If that happens, that will say more about Ian Anderson than I believe it will say about Mike Soroka. That makes sense, right? Yeah. So in other words, like, I mean, maybe maybe Mike Soroka comes out and it's just a stud. Like his arm wasn't right, hurt. but that's that important. I don't to know. think that. I don't think that would stop them from being concerned about what's going on with right. Anderson. Right. Because he's some someone like they're counting on. Yeah. You know what I mean? They count on him in big big time games in the playoffs. So he got to get it figured out. He's got to throw strikes. Yeah. The bullpen, uh, Kenley Jansen. Weird shit going on with his heart. Yeah. Um, Will Smith is just, he's going to give me weird shit with my heart, like watching this guy yeah. pitch. <laughs> I've been saying it for a long time, dude. This man is must-see TV. He, like, <laughs> he finds a way. He finds a way. He'll be up in account 0-2. There's two outs. Next thing you look, he hasn't given up a run, but there's three men on base, and he's got a full count, and somehow he gets out of it. Yeah. I swear. Like, he just finds a way to load him up and then get out of it so all I the think, time. And, and I think he'll have to do until Jansen comes back on July 12th. He'll have to do because they don't have many other options. Right. Here's the thing. Nutsack's back. Tyler Nutsack's back. So that's a positive. But he's another lefty. The Braves don't have a right-handed reliever that they can truly count on. And if you think about that, that's wild. They right. don't have a right-handed reliever that they can count on innings six, seven, eight. Right now, without Jansen, they don't have a right-handed reliever at all. Jackson Stevens is eh. Darren O'Day has been bad. Yeah. Uh, I, Jesse Chavez, I think, has been their best righty reliever outside of Jansen. Yeah. Like, that guy's been I good. hate Jesse Chavez, dude. Yeah, you would hate him because he's I, solid. He's I, I just hate him. Every time he gets up there, he is gives it the me glasses? A, it's the glasses. He gives me a sinking feeling. Like, I feel mm. like he's about to give up a, a three-run jack. No really? matter what. Yeah. I just... Even if he's good, like, I just don't trust him. I think it's the glasses. But on the good side, like... So would you consider I, you Mike think, Soroka? You would think a righty reliever would be the easiest impact piece to acquire in all of baseball, right? Like, it's easier to yes. get a... Yeah. It's easier to get a righty reliever than it is to get a closer. It's definitely easier to get a righty reliever than a lefty reliever. Those are, like, way more in demand, and there's fewer of them. So it's not yeah. a terrible problem to have. Um, but I don't know that Snicker concerns himself with lefty righty, but like you're starting to talk about like your three, three best pitchers out of the bullpen not 
a closer are all lefties. Yeah. You have to care about that, that possible, at some point. dude? How you have to possible? care about that at some How point. How is that possible? Well, they were counting on Luke Jackson yeah. up until right before the season started. Yeah. No, I mean, like, how is that possible that you even acquired that many good lefties? You know what I mean? Yeah. And your best pitcher. Oh, yeah, by the way, your best pitcher is a lefty as well. Like, that's just wild. Like, your, your best, best starter. starter yeah. yeah. Crazy. There's not that many left-handed people on earth. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what, 30%, 25%? It's wild. And I just, I I wonder, and I don't want to sound like I'm dogging Spencer Strider, but, man, he seems like he would be easy to slot in there to give you, and he could pitch twice a week instead of once a week. I think a lot of, like... He could still throw six or seven innings a week, but he's doing it over two or three games. I think a lot of Braves fans want to see him... But I don't want to mess like, with his head, not, and I don't want like, him to Not think like it's baseball dumb. insiders. I mean, like, just Braves fans that don't really know anything about baseball really want to see him in the bullpen. I think that's, like, a common thought. Yeah. And because he came out in the bullpen. Especially down the stretch. Like, I don't want Spencer Strider starting only one game in a playoff series. Like, I'd rather have him available every game. Just the threat of him. I 110% agree. Just the threat of him. Yeah. You know? And that's just because of how hard he th- – like, that's all it is. He fits the bill. And as, like, long relief, I mean, just, like, a different weapon to come yeah. out and throw two innings in relief, get a hold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I would love to see that as well. So, the Braves have the Cardinals uh, at the beginning of this week, then the Nationals, then the Mets next week. We'll break that down, obviously, on episode 123. That's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday series. Um, Spencer, before we move on from the Braves, can I tell you about Orlando Arcia's last 14 days? <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to 140, 213, 352 slash line. It's not been good. I'm ready to retract that. He take. has more, more, twice as many strikeouts as hits in his last 14 Oof. days. 13 Ks, six hits. Oof. He sucks, as I told you. Yeah. Um, Dude, I, you know what, you know what I fell victim to? Is What's that? I trusted myself yet again with baseball stuff because yeah. I've been. I've been right so many times mm-hmm. on like younger guys, Austin Riley, notably Max Freed. I was like, these guys are studs. They passed my eye test. Mm-hmm. I started to trust my eye test too much. You know what I mean? I liked seeing RCA in the plate. I liked the confidence. I trusted that too much. I gave a bad take. You don't, you yeah. don't hit on all your takes. You know what I mean? I, sh- I feel like I get, not I'm, everyone can. I'm Ian Anderson here. I get a long leash. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fine. All right. Yeah. I missed on one. All right. My bad. Hand up. All good. Hand up. All good. It's fine. All good. Uh, Braves have an 89% chance to make the postseason, according to baseball reference. 5.8% chance to win the World Series. Uh, I guess before we move on, do you, do you want to talk Eddie Rosario in the outfield rotation? Um, We can. I, I, I feel like I've made my thoughts pretty well known on this. I will say I'm starting to come around. Like This might just be who Michael Harris is. Like yeah. The more I see the ball go out of the park, the more encouraged I am about him he's he also doesn't... just makes him way more athletic in the outfield yes absolutely that does, again that might not matter like over large sample sizes and over a season but every day it's it's easier to watch them when he's in the outfield like, right he just makes them smoother and more athletic right and i mean this is a very minor thing but with the extra innings rules the way they are speed is so important in those like high leverage yeah. games dude and it's important to have him in the lineup um yeah so so Rosario's back. They they got they sent Mike Ford down. I know you were sad to see that happen. <laughs> uh, Mike Ford got sent down, um, but now it'll be so you got Duval, Rosario, Acuna, Ozuna, Harris. 
That's a crowded outfield in the DH spot, which we thought was available and open to Marcelo Zuna, who, by the way, I'm still, I want to see him in the lineup almost every day. I agree. Yeah. He needs to play five out of six. You know, I like Duvall just as much as the next guy, but someone's got to go. Same for Rosario. Like, I hope he comes around. I think he's capable of it, but not at the expense of Ozuna at bats, Harris at bats, Acuna at bats. The DH spot, now Contreras isn't going to let that spot go, it seems. Yeah. He's got to play. There's a spot. There's a chance he goes to the All-Star game. Yeah. I, I, I'm completely fine, and this isn't a knock on Duvall. I think Duvall has shown that he's a good player over a long stretch, and he's having a little bit of a down year, but I still feel confident in Adam Duvall yeah. to figure it out. I'm I think Heredia's days are numbered. Yes, I'm completely fine with being with Duvall being the first option off the bench and cycling him him in all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, fairly regularly. I'm cool with that. You need a bench, and somebody's gonna get hurt too. Like somebody's gonna miss time for sure. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm completely fine with that. Yeah, me too. Um, all right. Anything else from the Braves? No, I'm good there. We got to talk about your Hawks. Right after we recorded last week, Kevin Herter dealt. Kayvon is out of Atlanta. It's a sad, sad day. Yeah. So I know you were sad about that. Uh, they acquired DeJounte Murray, as you correctly reported. Right. First heard here on the Hot Grits podcast. Um, so they acquired him. The KD and Kyrie stuff went down. So I guess I'll just ask questions like the way you asked me questions. First, why did the Hawks deal Kevin Herter? Um, well, the unpopular answer, but probably the most realistic answer would be for luxury tax reasons. It's for Tony Ressler's wallet. Um, that's so, probably the most realistic answer. But Financial reasons. Yes, financial reasons. Uh, you never want your team doing that. This is a clear like talent downgrade to me. Um, but they clearly didn't feel like it was – Herder was – I don't think they felt he was enough of an asset to go do something else. But it still feels like, to me, there's a possible like three-for-one that the Hawks are going to do somewhere for something yeah. that I don't know yet. And so that's where I would ask you, so is this still gives a feeling them, that there's something else coming? Yes. I, I kind of I kind of thought that when like going out and getting a pick for Kevin um, because you basically have the same player in Bogdanovich. So it's almost like a bet on Bogdanovich being healthy as well. And it was a crowded backcourt now with Murray, Bogdanovich, Trey, Kevin, it starts to get like one of those guys is gonna have to play, play the three. Where do you find DeAndre is still there? At the yeah. Thing. So and you have to play DeAndre Hunter. He's one of your best perimeter defenders, right. if not your best. So um, there's a little bit of a log jam. Uh, it also creates more depth because they got two Plus pieces. Plus the guy back. they just drafted. I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, yeah. So it creates depth. Um, and like if you do end up having to trade a DeAndre Hunter or a John Collins, or a Jalen Johnson, one of those pieces that you're, like, you need for depth, you now got two of those dudes back. You know the, what I mean? So yeah. it, like, primes you for a consolidation trade, yes. Do you think it's safe to say that, remember the stat we talked about last year that you argued was impressive, although not telling, and I thought it was crazy that they did the pick and roll yeah. at the league's highest rate, and then I looked it up today, the second highest team that did on-ball pick and roll, same player, Right, Trey Young in this case was eleven percentage points below them, the second place team. Yeah, so I think it was forty-seven percent of it the was, plays are, are. It was nutty. So I think it's safe to say that that won't happen moving forward. The Hawks have shifted away from that. It's not going to be every 
time down, it's the same thing. Possibly. I it hope so. Be. I hope it so. It can't be. But it's also kind of – that's not an indictment on Trey Young. It's not you know an indictment I mean? on Trey Young. It's an indictment on the philosophy. Yes, and that's kind of where I'm getting. Is this uh, coaching staff, is Nate McMillan the one – to find a creative offense to put around such a unique player in Trey Young. Yeah. That's the question that's going to get like answered one way or another. The that's going to get answered. The Murray thing tells me that there w- is a marked shift. Oh yeah. And w- they're not it's not like they're going to go away and be something that they weren't before, but they're not it's not going to be Trey Young and everyone else. Yeah. It it can't be. It just it can't hasn't be. Worked. Well, it's it's also like Trey Young is an elite elite off-ball shooter. He's got really good touch uh, and he doesn't get those easy looks that's why his field goal percentage is like held down by that almost he has to go and go out and create for himself every look you know what i mean and that's not what you want from your 6-1 point guard would you trade you know? would you trade trey young for kevin durant no full stop no i mean would you trade both jason tatum no, one of jason T- yeah, yeah. Uh, would you trade jason tatum for kevin durant right now it starts to get tough I think Trey Young's better than Jason Tatum. I'm yes. in the minority, but yes, but see, you can't trust KD. And let's shift into that. What's next for this guy? I here's what that's I what I'm screaming. You. Why? And answer this the way you think Brooklyn would answer, or the way that the talking heads would answer this. Why would Brooklyn honor the trade request for Kevin Durant in terms of the teams that he wants to go to? If I'm Brooklyn. I'm going to trade him if he wants to leave. I owe him that. Okay, right. If you want to leave, go. But I'm not trading you to the teams you want to go to just because you want to go there. If they oh, offer they, the best deal. They can't afford that. They can't afford Why to. don't they just trade him to whoever offers them the best package, whether Kevin Durant wants to do it or not? Yeah. Uh, that's, what do they owe Kevin Durant? They don't, they don't owe him shit other than trading him. But, so, so when he said, I'll, I will only go to Miami, what were the teams? Uh, Miami. He he didn't say those. Those were just his preferences. So that's where he wants to go, um, and, wh- and he and made that public. He, okay, so why would he make it public and limit his trade market? He it's, he it's not going to be limited. There's still 28 teams are still going to make offers. 29. But teams. 29 teams don't have. They don't have the yeah. They don't have the assets. Uh, it, I I think that's just a little bit of like him trying to maneuver himself away. He is going to have some kind of opinion. So yeah, he is going to have some kind of opinion. Uh, because. If you're a team, let's just hypothetically, if you're OKC, they would have the best picks package to send for Kevin Durant. They could send the house. Why in God's name would Kevin Durant want to play for OKC? So they could be in the same scenario as Brooklyn's in right now where he's like, I don't want to play for you, bros. Um, Okay, fair. So trading for him there, you might just lose all those assets and then have to turn around and do the same thing the Nets are doing. Okay, Uh, so let's do this then. In your mind... Is the front runner for Kevin Durant opening game next season Brooklyn? I think so, right? I Maybe don't. Maybe fifty-one percent. I don't think so. No. Who is the front runner? I would think Toronto Raptors are the front runner. I think they have. You're on that train. Yes, I think they oh. have the absolute best package to offer. I think Brooklyn's going to. But if I'm KD here, and I've like, there's a lot of smoke to the Toronto thing. Yeah. And I think their GM, a lot of guys around the league, like that. I forget his name. Uh, yeah, I, I can't NBA, pronounce it. NBA I can't pronounce and Africa it. guy, like, yeah, he came up through like yeah. the NBA. Ranks. He's awesome. So, and the Kawhi thing was per- perhaps the greatest rental, maybe yeah. in professional sports history. Yeah, definitely in re- modern NBA history. 
the only real example of that truly working yeah. on his own. Uh, essentially on his own. So if you're KD and you go to Toronto, it would be Kevin Durant. Because I'd assume Scotty Barnes would go in that deal. Yep. Picks would go in that deal. And Siakam would go in that deal? Almost certainly Siakam. Okay, so now you're talking about KD, Fred Van Vliet, uh, Precious Achua. Yeah. OG, OG Ananobi. Is Toronto going to be... They're good. They're, that's a good they, team. I don't think they'd be favored in the East. Probably not. So if they, you're KD, then what are you doing? But that's that's a solid team. I think he wants out. You think they'd be of, better on paper than, than Brooklyn would be with Scotty Barnes? So here's here's the issue. The the trade that Brooklyn made for James Harden hamstrung them so bad. They went and said, Okay, we're putting all and that our was chips. Because in. of Kyrie, because yeah. Kyrie ran Harden out of town. We're we're well just the trade just bankrupt them of assets. That right. They were thinking in the future these picks are gonna be like twenties to maybe even thirties. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Now with KD asking out, if you don't get good players in return, you're looking at high lottery picks. You're looking at like, like really. So they have no reason to be bad. First off, there's that. You've got to put assets in seats, and you've got to win basketball games, or you're going to be like a bankrupt franchise. You know what I mean? You yeah. have to get this trade right. So they have to go and get some bros to play with Ben Simmons, who I'm guessing they're trying to keep. Um, which so, is just crazy to think about. Like if I'm Brooklyn. I have to be scarred by all this because they had no clue that they would be in this situation. They might have, they had to have been thinking the Kyrie stuff would happen, but they yeah. did not think it would tumble into James Harden out of town. KD wants a trade. Yeah. Ben Simmons acquired more headache. Like if this thing is unraveled quickly for them. Yeah. So if they trade KD, they, I don't think it has to be a legitimate Top fifty guy, a legitimate top fifty guy. Yeah, and then I would least, think a top twenty five guy. No, I mean, oh, of course, it has to be like a superstar. But if you're Toronto, there is no superstar coming back. Siakam's no. real good. Scotty Barnes real good. Yeah, but there's no Kevin Durant. Like if you're Miami, Tyler Hero. And, I think that's. And a, I think that's a good solid package. I think you. If you which sent, one Toronto? I think you, yeah, I that's think that's the best one out there. Probably. I think if you sent Siakam and Scotty Barnes. If you're Brooklyn, you're like, okay, sure, but, run it. So now like, if you're Miami, you have to also know that. So now I don't have to beat 28 other teams. I got to beat that. I don't think Miami can beat it. I don't think. They can. They won't. Yeah. Well, you can't. The they, only they way could, to do they it. They could send Hero and Bam. They can't send Bam. They can't send Bam. Oh, and the, oh because he's on, on the rookie skill right. max. I forgot he's still yeah. on the rookie skill so max. That kind of takes them out of you know contention for him. Honestly, hmm. so it's um, really just hero and picks. Jimmy Butler, possibly. Um, but then if you're KD, now you're in Miami. Yeah, why would you want to play without Jimmy Butler? That's that's the whole, that's the whole deal. So, and DeAndre it, Ayton, it is, is a nightmare in Phoenix. It's new, it's uh, nuanced, dude. Like, there's a lot that goes into this. Mm. It's a wild, wild uh, turn of events. Oh, the um, NBA stuff too, like the trade exceptions and the different contracts, are, is nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. Like we follow it closer than most. Even people that are paid to cover the NBA, yeah, struggle in understanding and explaining all the different well, details. <laughs> it's so crazy. Well, it's it's to me. It's KD's looking back and he's saying, "Okay, Kyrie's asking out." He would have known, or he wouldn't be asking out himself if Kyrie hadn't plummeted his own trade value this past two years just by like not showing up to work. Basically, if if Kyrie Irving 
showed up and played 72 games last year, yeah. you could still get a stud player for Kyrie Irving. Or if KD trusted you know what I mean? that Kyrie would do that, he'd be cool with staying in Brooklyn, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kyrie wants out himself. So if Kyrie just came and well, said, I want, out, I want out of this shit, I want out, got to trade me, but you can still get a good player in return for Kyrie, KD would probably chill. He likes it in Brooklyn, by all accounts. So what he's seeing is, okay, they're going to be building around Ben Simmons. They're not, They're going to get maybe Russell Westbrook back, and there's no way he wants to run it back with Russ. You know what I mean? No, that's not going to so, happen. Like, he's looking like six months down the road and he's saying, okay, I'm going to be in a shit scenario. I might as well go ahead and ask out now. And you know Tough, who I dude. keep coming back to, you know, golden state could do it. Oh yeah. They're, they're definitely a front runner. They could find a way. They're definitely a front runner. They have to be a lot of moving parts of that. Obviously like not just the basketball part, but him going back there and like, he's definitely concerned with his legacy. Would I they, think he's that kind of guy for would sure. Would they want to do that? You know what I mean? Golden state? I, yeah. They almost, they didn't regret it, but they almost, Sounded like they regretted that move. And they may regret it, but the reason Golden State is in such a great position almost every year is because their superstars don't get involved in the front office. Yeah. You don't ever find... He lets Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green say what you will about him. Their front office does the work for them. They're not out there doing what Kyrie, KD, LeBron... Like, it's not wrong to do that, I guess, but yeah. maybe that's why Golden State is working so well, because the coaches coach, the players play, the front office people do front office shit. Yeah. So that's why Golden State's always in and it. And they are, like, allergic to drama, dude. Like, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Achoo. Yeah. They, I mean, they don't want anything to do with drama. It, that's kind of what... Culture. Uh, that's kind of what I was getting at with they seemed like they regretted that move for KD, is that's the only time in this entire Golden State run that there was any kind of drama whatsoever is like negative attention was brought on them for that trade. You know what I mean? Yeah, but maybe, but and I they, think the title this year just cleans all that up. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it, it validates everything they did. You could just almost see that there was like a, a change in those players. Like they, it's not like they, they were businessmen about it, but it almost seemed like they didn't have as much fun once he got there. You know what I mean? Yeah. More maybe. Like, yeah. And it, that returned this year. They were having a blast. So you're saying that would be the only, because it's hard to find reasons why you wouldn't yes. want to acquire. Yes. All right. We'll close up with this um, before we kick it to our top four draft with Johnny Carr. What could the hot? So, okay. The best offer, quote unquote, on the table for KD. Let's call it Siakam, Barnes, and Helipix. Right. Okay. What could the Hawks offer for that? I don't know what the contracts would look like. Go with me to that place. Yeah, I don't know what the contracts would look like, but I think their offer would be competitive. I so think. they'd have to beat Scotty Barnes. Yeah, it, who it would. They offer for it that? would. It would take Kevin Durant because he is going to have a voice in this somehow. It would take Kevin Durant saying, "I would rather go to Atlanta as they as they as they would be constructed post trade than going to what the Raptors." What would convince Brooklyn to do that instead so, of Toronto? So, I think it would be something like John Collins. Onyeka, one of Onyeka Okongwu or Clint Capella, pick one. You know what I mean? I think most teams would like Onyeka Okongwu because he's younger, but yeah. that might not that might not be on their timeline. Um, so one of those two, and then obviously DeAndre Hunter, who's the, the like forward facing. Think, he's gonna be. It looks like he's gonna be a good player. He's also like a serviceable player right now. There's star potential maybe. Um, and John Collins is just a like he's a wagon dude. He's just. Every night yeah. he plays his ass off. I think John Collins 
is close enough to Siakam to cancel that out. Yeah. Scotty Barnes is one of the most highly regarded rookies. He's a stud, man. He's really, really good. He's and a so stud. I think if you sent a Kongwu and maybe DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. It's going to take three that players. That would equal, and then also picks. Yeah. That would get you better than Toronto's offer. That doesn't mean anything, though. But that no. get, that that would place you above their offer. Yeah. Uh, it it just it's going to come down to Brooklyn's preference, and I mean KD's preference as well. That those two are going to have to match up at some point. And uh, I think the Hawks have a credible shot. I'm not saying it's like likely. It's definitely not likely. But I think they have a credible shot, and it would take Kevin Durant being like, "I want to play with Dejounte Murray and Trey Young," and them having a serious conversation about what that looks like. That's what it'll take. I will say I saw this coming like two weeks ago, though. You know what I mean? Oh, you like, want to slide in some credit? Yeah, come on, dog. Come on, dog. Congrats. One successful take. Yeah. Um, all right, One well, successful take. We'll, all ra- good. we'll wrap up right there. An excellent historic top four draft coming your way. Top four draft time. We got a special guest, Johnny Carr. Uh, a three-man top four draft. John, are you excited to to be here for for an historic a historic draft? Really, the first one yeah. ever with three people. I'm excited. I've done at least 10, 15 minutes of homework. So extensive, <laughs> and uh, I'm also really excited for the uh, the snake draft uh, serpentine debate. I think that's the draft within the draft. Really, yeah. Spencer, is this a snake draft or not? This is not a snake draft. This is a fixed order draft. It's not serpentine. I looked that up. Not okay. serpentine either. It's fixed order draft. Um, like similar to NFL, NBA, all those other guys, the big leagues. You got know it. I mean? That's what we're similar. This is the equivalent of the NBA. So is the weakest guess. link. I get to go first, then correct? No, as, as our guest, as our as, as, as our, our treasured guest. guest, you get to go first, John. But Southern hospitality, thank you. But I guess first we have to establish why the order is what the order is. John goes first because he's the guest. I go second because the last top four draft I went first, but it was canceled because Spencer messed up the audio. So no one will ever hear the top four cup draft. So I'll go second and you go third. Right. Most overrated songs. Or just worst songs that were hits. You know what I mean? It's it's top uh, four worst songs. I was told songs. overrated. That's why I did Wait my homework Wait a second. On. It's now, top four worst songs. That's what When I was at. doing my mock drafts, I was told I it was overrated I didn't account for worst songs. Yeah. Overrated okay. songs. Okay. Well, that I mean, technically they all fall under. As long as they're hits. If somebody drafts a song that the that both of the other people have not heard. Yeah, if both of us haven't heard it, then... Both? Then it's off yeah. the table. I mean, I feel like okay. I'm a pretty good... Do you lose your knowledge. draft pick, or you just have to reselect? Reselect. Reselect. Okay. I'm so excited, dude. I've got I'm gonna the kick y'all's ass. most garbage John, you're the nicest list. guy ever. You're the Thank best you. realtor in the world. Thank we, you. we already know that, but I'm going to kick your ass in this draft. I mean, I mean, <laughs> pride before the fall, I guess. I mean, <laughs> how embarrassing would it be for me to even contend on your own show? Dude, yeah. no, if he wins this draft, then... And of course, like there is no way of knowing who will win or lose. Just my songs are going to make y'all so angry that like I can't wait. So you're just trying to rattle us. You're not even really. No, it's just like these these songs suck, dude. And people like them. That's what pisses me off. And that's why I wanted to do this draft. Each each of my songs I associate with like a a person, maybe not a specific person, but like a type of person. That's a hard one. Yeah. 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 And I also just immediately hate that person for liking these songs. So now that we've got the parameters, now that we've got the order. John, John, you were on the clock. 1-1 one, one overall. All right, perfect. Let me see, go to my notes sheet, my draft board. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to come out kind of hot and heavy here. I hope there's some personal bias with Real this. Real hot and heavy. Sure. But as a um, 
a former college athlete who's also white. If I never oh, yeah. heard "Lose Yourself" by Eminem ever again, I would be really happy. Wow! Wow! I mean, every every white guy from South Florida I ever played with would just absolutely blare this before games. Awesome! And I just I can't do it anymore. I don't know if that's overrated or it just really bothers me. Yeah, it's a personal vendetta. I just don't want to hear it anymore, man. Like, yeah. I get it. Like he's white. These you, guys were white. Like you I hate get Rabbit. That. You hate Rabbit. Yeah. No, yeah, I yeah. like listen. Eight Mile is a great movie. Like when I was in middle school, you know, it was cool to like rap music and not tell your parents. But I just can't listen to it anymore, man. Eminem was also the only white rapper. Like, now there's a selection. Yeah. Kids, kids don't realize. If you liked rap coming up and you wanted to root for a, a white rapper, yeah. you had one choice. There's a few of them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. So, it was tougher back then. Is that this valid in my feelings? Like, I was, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to lay it out there for <laughs> Yo, you. No, 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 that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. All of your feelings space. are valid. Like, I think all it checks feelings. all the boxes. We both like, heard it is a good song. Yeah. I just, it's just been too, it's overplayed. Overrated. All right, there we go. Overrated. One, one, Eminem. This man's a gangster. His real name's Clarence. Clarence's parents have gosh, a really I mean, good gosh, marriage. Maybe I should take it off. Like it is a pretty. Well, that's not. That's no, not no lose yourself. Backs. That's just no from. Backs. That's just perfect. from Eight Mile. That's okay, not perfect. Perfect. Okay. Um, Travi, you're on the clock with one two. Uh, second overall pick, Team Travis. I'm gonna go. Hmm. I'll go Sweet Home Alabama. Wow, Leonard's dude. Good. This was on my list too. Wow. It's not even the best Leonard Skinner song. So. I went way. Yeah. I'm going a way different direction. Well, what else is new, bro? I'm going a way different direction than y'all. You're probably. Oh, I, I guarantee at some point you'll probably associate something with Trey Young. You're gonna work Trey no, Young no, 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 somehow. No, no. I'm not. I'm not because that any song with Trey Young in there isn't gonna be, be overrated. overrated. Yeah. yeah. Right, so it can't be. So thank you for doing that for me. You said, uh, just well, that just up. a note on Sweet Home Alabama, uh, Leonard Skinner. I, like I just think overrated in general. Wow. No, I think they're pretty good, but wow. it's not their best song. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, you know where you live, right? You know where you live. They're bad, guys. Overrated. Fair. Okay. We want to make them top eight material. They're more like top twenty five, top forty. Okay. Stuff. Is it a bit of an effect of like them dying in the airplane? You think that? Uh, like, no, like I'm an over that. Effect? Holy no, I'm over shit! That. To... I'm about to dominate y'all in this draft. All right, go <laughs> make your pick. I'm so Just make your pick then. It, all right, one three overall. This is like a relatively recent song. It was a hit by a guy named Bryce Vine. Ever heard of him? No. All right. No. It's Uh-oh. called Drew Barrymore. You're yeah. the next Drew Barry, and, and I, I want, want more. more. Yeah. That Fuck sucks. that song, dude. Good Fuck pick. that song. Good yeah, pick. that was like a number one hit somehow. I want to call on record. Well, I'm was pretty it sure. An, I want to know Sweet how high Alabama. it went on. Like and how. Yeah, right. I think ours were higher hits on the charts. Well, no, yeah. this was a number one overall song. Try I want to. I want to. Can we call the research team and see how high it got on the yeah. charts? Yeah, we'll get the intern on it. But here's the thing: like, if you want to make your song a number one song, there's a chart you can find it number one on. Like, there's so many different. Right. But we're talking. What about are we establishing as our, like our chart? Billboard Top 100. Billboard Top 100. I want to know how high it got on the Billboard Top. Okay. Top 1,000 songs of all time. Our songs right. are definitely all absolutely. Right. You're you're right. Know. You're right. This one is 46. Is what it hit top of raw wow. yeah so it's like an overachiever for what it is but is it no a top song? but mainstream top 40 it was 16 overall that's pretty high mm, tough number one pick that's tough number one pick. 16 that song, overall for one i guess it's peak week okay that song got a lot of I mean, plays it's like brian harman finishing like eighth in a u.s in like, open yep it got it like, got he it overachieved got a lot of but it doesn't make him like a perennial great yeah but that song <laughs> sucks ass and it, it hit a chart <laughs> Right? Are you saying Brian Harmon sucks? It's a lot like Brian That's, that's <laughs> aggressive. I think he's quite good. No, I love Brian Harmon. Unless he wants to come Brian on this Harman. podcast, yeah. then he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's so, my that's my wait, one sings, three. Who sings Drew Barrymore? Bryce Vine. Bryce Vine. Wait, Bryce yeah. from Vine? No, that's Bryce no, is a no, TikTok no, no, guy, no, right? No, no, I don't know. Okay. I'm not that young. It's just Bryce Young. Bryce, Bryce Vine. Bryce Young. Me. 
All right, so my price fine. <laughs> Drew Barry more. <laughs> All right, second round. A little bit off the beaten path. Frosty the Snowman. I think oh. it's the worst <laughs> Christmas song around. Like a terrible it. movie. Like it doesn't have a good claymation movie. It doesn't like nothing about Frosty is is good. Yeah. Yeah. Frosty the Snowman. Like Rudolph, good song, creepy. great movie. Yeah. But Rudolph also, if we're doing most overrated reindeers of all time. Rudolph, like, people will sleep on all the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Did Rudolph Donner, ever Blitzen. win the Reindeer Games? Like, is he just – is he without a major? Probably. <laughs> probably the best one without a major. The best the best Reindeer without a major. Who sings Frosty the Snowman? Who do I write down for Frosty the Snowman? I'm trying to keep it official. Very do I have to know? No, you don't have to no, know. No, it's been a certain number. It's like – Yeah, that one's know. like uh, – I just – it doesn't do it for Like, I turn we'll it off when it, during Christmas. Frosty the Snowman by Christmas. It, public domain. Yeah, public domain. There you go. Yeah. Anonymous. Anyone. Yeah. Okay. Um, second round pick for me. So, I have a feeling that Spencer's going to go mostly modern. Yeah. But I want to have nice diversity in mind. I've got a bunch of songs that really make me mad. That's what Sweet I Home Alabama is what, 80s? 70s? Uh, 60s. Before us, so it doesn't matter. It's all yeah, just a, good point. It's always a void. Good point. Um, it was BC, before car. Thank you. <laughs> 1992. <laughs> Party Rock Anthem, LMFAO. Oh, I love oh, it, dude. Party Rock Anthem is one of the worst songs of all time. Party um, and it played so often. When oh, I was in yeah. college, like it, it was all the time. Right. And then you started, I started sort of hating. Well, I don't want to step on other people's possible. No, picks. shit podcast, on him. Shit man. on him, dude. Shit on him. I don't want to step on possible picks, though. We don't curse on this podcast. Oh, yeah. LMFAO sort of stuff. becoming like they ruined Black Eyed Peas for me, too. Kind of. Black Eyed Peas were terrible to begin with, so don't let that ruin you. Okay. All right. Party Rock Anthem. That song sucks. That's my right. number two pick. Word. Uh, I'm I'm torn because I've got one like I've got a better one. I just think it might get picked by somebody right. somehow. Best player available. All right, so I'm gonna go raise your glass by Pink. Yeah, I know Ra- the song. So raise your glass if you are wrong. I know the right ways. And then she all and of a I sudden. Never, never, never. And this song this is came a really out. aggressive song. She yeah. she's mad at somebody when she sings. Yeah, this. and that song came out like like two or three years after Batman, you know, uh, the dark Knight or whatever. And she says, why so serious? And it's like not oh, topical boo. or yeah, it was terrible. Wait, what's the name of it though? Raise your glass by Raise pink. your glass. That's yeah, yeah, I agree. Suck. Fuck, that's Good pick, man. Thanks. Good. You ever met anyone that says, uh, I'm going to a pink concert next week <laughs> or like going to see pink. Yeah. Pink no, con- never. No, no. Not once. Is it I'm, like then birds, like birds created by the government? Like, is it, are birds aren't pink, real. Yeah, are yeah, pink birds. concerts like not real? <laughs> it's like concert, a money laundering yeah. scheme. It's like the moon landing. I I imagine she stopped, you know, performing when she was selling like half her audience. You'd go there and it'd be like yeah. just sprinkled with people. Y'all might get murdered. In people. The DMs they thought it was like fans. a kids show or something. You know what I mean? The people that did show up. Maybe she right. like co tours like with a people. hawks game. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Is it my turn? Yes, you, John. So I'm gonna. I might make some people upset. I guess with this one. Good. I think Hotel California by the Eagles is a terrible song. Oh, Whoa. my God. Whoa. You did Th- this here's that. a reach in the third round. I is think. it a yeah. top three Eagles song? Is it even the, the top three Eagles song? Now, it's better than Desperado. Eagles. Is it better than Take It Easy? No. Yes. My mic just cut out if it matters. I can't hear in my headset. It cut out? It's back in now. Okay. So it's not better than Take It Easy. It's not better than Take It Easy. Is it better no. than Lion Eyes? <sighs> no. 
Okay, so I mean, I think that's. I didn't it. prepare for this. But for the Eagles. Uh, Eagles are one of my favorite bands of all time, though. Oh, like their harmonies wow. are awesome. Like they're just really. So really if talented. I listen to the radio, what Eagles song do you hear most? As someone Desperado. Who Hotel California. Desperado. Hotel Desperado. California. It's not even the. It's not even it's their Hotel most California. overplayed song. Desperado is their most overrated song. That song is Desperado. Yeah. That's their most overrated song. I think they are. I don't know. I think Hotel California is, man. All right. What's Hotel fair enough, California fair about? There has to be like a, it's, a quick elevator. Spencer, I, as the bigger Eagles fan, I can divert to you here. Um, yeah, I, for, I forget. There's like, there's like there's like a there's like a big backstory to this, but I think it was like about like cult stuff that was going on in the seventies, right? Like the. So you don't there's know. More, no, there's more yeah. context there than I remember. Yeah, because like, you go and you never leave. I don't yeah. know, man. It just it's played a lot, and I, I like the Eagles, but I just don't. Yeah. I don't want to listen to it anymore. That's, that's actually, I need to look that up. Because I, I thought about this song the other day. I don't really know what it's about. Don Henley but, was crazy, though. Yeah. They had, like, a witch. They had, like, one of those, like, wizards or whatever on the cover of it. He was, like, like real big into that, like, the dark stuff back th- back then. Maybe it got like weird. popular. I yeah. think the Hotel California has to be a real place, right? Uh, How many Hotel Californias are there uh, I don't in California? So. I don't think so. I think it's okay. a metaphor. Well, we'll agree to disagree there. Third pick. Third pick, and I want more. Um, Rocky Top, the University of Tennessee fight song. Uh, okay. There's an entire fan base of people that like that song. They sing that song, and it is the worst song, I think, of all time. If we were doing top four worst songs ever, I would pick Rocky Top as the worst <laughs> song of all time. Um, I hate that song more than anything, and I think it's overrated because there's a large group of people that like it. Is there some anti-Tennessee bias in there, which no. I accept? No, yeah, okay. absolutely. This is not bias. I'm not biased at all. I agree. I mean, it just doesn't do anything for me. I mean, like you have like a uh, John Denver, West Virginia, like that's when a great w- when WVU song. sings that. Like, yeah, it, it slaps, right? Yeah. Okay. Or like I like when stadiums sing songs that aren't the fight songs. Like, yeah, Sweet Mr. Caroline, Mr. Brightside at Michigan, Sweet Caroline at at. Well, I don't want to step on other people's picks. That could be a pick. That could be a pick. I was just thinking that. Yeah, that it was down? on my list originally, but it, this is it's why fun, you want to go last. How many lists did you make? I had I had twelve. I was really afraid of writing out songs. <laughs> this is why you want to go last, because now I could just go Sweet Caroline and sweep the leg. But I think I don't think I don't think that holds though. You're telling me if you were at Fenway, you wouldn't be really jacked to swing to sing Sweet Caroline. Yeah, but only in that one context. But, but I don't think I would. I wouldn't be excited to swing to sing Rocky Top. At Tennessee, I no. would just wouldn't sing. Oh, we've all been to a karaoke bar where someone goes to sing "Sweet Caroline," and we all sing it. Well, I was just gonna say it looks like everyone's having a good time, but there's a bunch of people there that are like, right. "Man, get this shit over with." Yeah. So isn't that true in everything in life, though? True. It's slippery slope. True. True. Man. True. 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 All right. Fair enough. I'm not gonna go "Sweet Caroline" with my sec or my third overall. I'm pick. killing you guys on this draft. No, no you're, you're not. Man. Spencer audibly laughed when I said "Frosty the Snowman." Yeah, that was pretty funny. Okay, that was pretty funny. I'm going <laughs> "Fireball" by Pitbull. Mm. <laughs> and then he just randomly says fireball fireball that song sucks didn't dude. pitbull do the like the commercials where he was djing a big party like under an overpass yeah and it was a pepsi commercial yeah. it was like, are all pitbull songs kind of that same, beat, yeah, though? It's the same they're thing. all getting wasted that's on the worst one though yeah. and the, the thing is that it, the quintessential pitbull song yeah okay. and pitbull before he mm-hmm. went like hardcore pop was like a legitimate rapper you know what i mean like he got a little bit of respect like early 2000s he was like a legitimate rapper is saw came i conquered or i mean it's uh, saw i conquered i came what I that song. dude what you, you saying i thought that was pitbull for a second you sang that 
That exactly was Pitbull. Right. That was great oh, flow. Yeah. Oh, thanks. No, I thought you were Pitbull here in the studio <laughs> yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top four draft guest number two, Pitbull. Turn my snare up. Turn my snare up, homie. Uh, your final pick, and then also after honorable the fourth mentions. round, honorable mentions, but don't mention your no. honorable mentions yet. It's not honorable time yet. Um, I feel like all my – I mean, I already had the Eagles, so I've kind of done a little bit older stuff, but every breath you take by the police, mm-hmm. kind of just – I mean – it probably it probably needs to be canceled. Yeah, in modern culture, right? Creepy song. Yeah, yeah, real weird. When you think about it, I'll be watching. Get a life, bro. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, come on, just yeah. move on. The Police are a great band. Not a good song, though. I'll be honest. I can't. We're in the trust tree still, right? Yes. Yeah. Of are we in the trust circle? Yes. Don't tell anyone I asked this. I still don't understand Sting in the. Is Sting a person? Yes. In the. Yeah. In the police. He plays the bass and sings. Yes. And then he also had... He was the star of the police. A yeah. career by... Similar to like Michael Jackson with the Jackson 5? Yeah. Is it? Is it? I mean, I don't think, I'm not saying a... Sting is Michael Jackson, but I'm no. saying like he was part of a band and then broke off. If there's no Sting, there's no police. I think we can all agree with that. Yes. But yes. would there have been a Sting... Yes. The yes. I think he was, he was like crazy. Or maybe like talented. Beatles and Paul McCartney, right? Like... He's like I really. I think Paul McCartney makes it without the Beatles. He's like I think really, so. So does Sting make it without the Police? I think so. Know. He was like really well renowned as like a musician, just period. And Let me ask you this: Does Frosty the Snowman make it without? Hey, absolutely not. Okay, without the film? No, probably no. not. That song sucks. You're right. Frosty the Snowman. Oh. Honestly, like if you had a living snowman, is that something anybody even wants? No, it's creepy. I'm with you. Nobody even has carrots for the nose either. It never yeah. works out. No. Just a thought. And who has coal? Corn know? cob pipes. I mean, that's no, not even. That's I don't a want to risk. shit on corn. I like corn cob pipes. Like that's. I've thought so. I, I'm a cigar. The the mouth? Yeah, I'm a cigar smoker, and I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I've looked into pipe smoking recently, but it oh, is like that gonna be your thing. Now? Well, it like quickly got made fun of whenever I brought it up. Like, hey, I, I think thinking, it's a lot of work. Though, I was thinking too. I might. Good. I think Good. I might like buy a pipe. You know, just for the at home thing. But all of your friends are like, no, no dude, don't do that. that so I, I like, yeah, yeah, I backed down from it. I was like, all right, whatever. Like my friends with wings, I'm not allowed to eat wings in front of my friends anymore. I make a mess. Um, ew, ew. Hmm. The idea of you being like real sloppy with wings—it's just nasty. Ew. Moves like Jagger, Maroon Five. I like that one. That's my pick. I like that one. That's that's more in the vein of what I've I've been going for. Yeah, you got the moves like Jagger, especially for such an accomplished band like Maroon Five. Yeah. You know what? Like I like Maroon Five, Same. and I'll always respect them because um, first time a girl ever kissed me, Maroon Five concert. Right. So always grateful to them for that. Grateful to Sarah too, the girl. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it didn't work out. Nice. In the long run, Moves Like Jagger sucked. That song wasn't out in the day. Songs about Jane. That album was good. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was a good but, album. I mean, and also Mick Jagger, like that song, screwed him. When you think about it, like this guy, one of the coolest guys ever, right? Now he's lame because of the song. Is no, what you're no, saying? no. But like that song is not worthy of like Drew Barrymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Drew Barrymore. That song is like probably worthy of Drew Barrymore. Fair. You know, ricochet shot to yeah. Drew Barrymore. But like, <laughs> what a drive by. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here to acknowledge this is now an anti-Drew Barrymore podcast. Well, and never, I'm fair. I'll be on that side of the fence. I've also never heard someone bring up, oh, that Drew Barrymore. What an actor. You know what I mean? Like I she want clearly, more. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never want more of that. Like she was in Scream. You know what I Best mean? Best Drew did, Barrymore movie. Go. Uh, anything with Adam Sandler, I would have to think, right? Like 50 First, first dates. dates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, Wedding she did a couple of them. Yeah. 
Does that count as a Drew Barrymore movie? Yes. Is she in the movie? Yes, she is. She's in the film. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think she's in the States? I think so. Not a big Charlie's Angels fan? Oh, oh, Chuck's Angels. That is a good one. Yeah, but she's just hot in that. That's that's the whole thing. Like, yeah, true. Cameron Diaz carries that one. Cameron, Cameron, might be Cameron, the best one there. Also, Cameron Diaz definitely hotter than Drew Barrymore. I think we can all agree. Top four Charlie's Angels. John's married, so I'm not going to implicate <laughs> I'm married. You. I yeah, actually yeah. don't understand this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're out. Top four Charlie's Angels. Good old There's only Rocky three top. of them. There's only three of them. All right, is it my turn? Yeah, Mr. Irrelevant pick. All right. I'll pick. I'm going, this is almost cheating because it's like universally understood to be a shitty song, but it still gets played all the time and it's super catchy. So some people mistake it for a good song. Um, I'm going Mbop by Hanson. What? Mbop. Yikes. I don't know. I've never heard this to be universally disliked. Really? I mean, I love I mean, that it's, song. I also mbop, love that song. Bop, bop, I won't change it if it's on the radio. Those bros were objectively handsome. They're Listen, if Hotel California <laughs> comes on the river... I'm changing the channel. If Umbop comes really? on, I'm keeping it on. A lot of people make fun of it. So I'm going to say overrated. Okay, perfectly. Good, good, good. That's good. A lot of people that make fun me. of it, but do they still listen to it? Because I think they're just embarrassed to like it. Yeah. Like you listen it's a to song it, about... you have to roll your windows up. Yeah, like I'm not going to like, if I'm hanging out with my guys playing golf, like I'm not going to put it on. But if I'm in the truck. It's about nothing. It comes on shuffle. A lot of my songs that it's I about picked feelings. are about like, absolutely mm-hmm. Spencer. Mm-bop. It's a feeling. Bop, <laughs> I'll say this. If it came out in the 40s, I think it would have been a better song. Yeah, what's that style of music called? Uh, when they just bebop around? Oh, that's jazz. And it's not no, the same but there's, thing. There's something it's called. It's when you sing Free like jazz? That. Free jazz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's called something, though. I don't know. Honorable Let's, mention time. Let's hit it. What do you guys think? Uh, anything by Madonna. Okay, fair. Um, I got uh, I'll Be There For You by the Rembrandts. That's the theme song for the Friends. Right. Yeah. For friends. Uh, Are we just I'll spitting these out, or was it like a yeah, yeah. Wonderwall? No. Wonderwall Oasis. Wonderwall. That yeah, song, yeah, yeah, overrated. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it like an eight-minute song, too? It's really long. Really? Yeah. It's Yeah, it's like you just hear clips of it, and you're like, oh, I know that song, but it's like it takes forever. Pretty much anything wow. by Oasis, honestly. Yeah. That, that Cannonball song. I'm yeah. surprised. I don't have any Sublime songs written down, but I'm really? surprised. Sublime what about fish? Just in general, fish. See, Ooh. I don't want their fans on. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I was afraid that's what people, they You don't want that smoke. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm just proposing. Somebody should have gone grateful dead one one. (laughs) People are saying I'm not. People are saying fish can be on here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Did you say grateful dead? Sharp money. Uh, Yeah, I would never I would never do that. That Grateful Dead dead. Grateful Dead better than fish, right? Peak peak Grateful Dead better than fish. Yes. Yes. Listen, people are saying I didn't say this. (laughs) Okay. But I think the Grateful Dead are twice as good as fish. Streets is saying. Yeah. Are you gonna run for office? Are you running for office? Definitely not. You sound like Mike Costello versus Jamie Casino. I, I can't imagine the fish crowd votes very often, dude. No, so I think you're good. And the gummy bear logo, like, like on a nice belt or a hat, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it looks. What is fish's logo? A lot of them have narcotics charges as well, so they can't vote. All good. Uh, I am gonna go with my my honorable mention pick. I'm gonna flip this one on its head. I know that's not fair, but we've already done the draft. I'm gonna do most underrated song because it's one of my favorite songs of all time. I'm gonna go Higher Love by Steve Winwood. I just I listened to that this morning. It's a so great good, song. so good. Is the Whitney Houston song better when no. she does her own version? No, I like Steve Winwood's better version better. Is Whitney That's Houston tough. dead? The, the breakdown, I think so. Or is she with Tupac? I think she's dead. No comment on that. Also, yeah. Elvis questions around his death. I mean, I think he's. I just saw if that he movie wasn't dead before. Banger. He's probably dead now. It's been a while. Yeah, you saw the Elvis movie? Yeah, it's awesome. Really? Yeah, go see it. Yeah, but your standards are. No, I mean like it was a film guy. I'm a pictures guy. I wanted to see more drug usage, honestly. I wanted to see like his <laughs> his downfall, 
But for what it was, it was they were telling the story of his manager as well. It was a good movie. Go see it. I'm pretty sure it's gonna. I it, I imagine that movie is gonna be exactly like Dewey Cox, but it'll be like the real not thing? satire. Wait, yeah. but Dewey Cox was satire of the uh... of Walk the Line. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. is it? It's just what you're saying is just Walk the Line then. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, John, it wasn't. When you a, put it like that. It John. wasn't. It wasn't as good of a movie as Walk the Line. Uh, Walk the Line was really good. We built this city, Starship. We built this Love city. It. That song sucks. <laughs> Uh, baby shark, baby oh, shark, baby shark. Oh, fuck off, dude. overrated. Yeah. Baby sharks. You should have said that on there because we didn't do any. I mean, I guess Frosty the Snowman is a child song. No, yeah. Frosty the Snowman is that was a good pick. Yeah, that uh, was, I just really I didn't just can't see do it, it coming. Anymore, man. Uh, and then I've got a feeling, Black Eyed Peas. I've got a feeling with you there. Song stinks. That song is terrible. Um, man, all right. We, well, we I guess dunked all over people on this one. I love doing the the top four worst. Top it's, four so, it's so much it's more fun, aggressive. dude. It's like yeah. right in my like, like hater zone, dude. Like I get to really just unload on some people. Yeah, it's my thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pause, that's bro. where you pause, thrive. Pause, pause, pause. Sus. Yeah. Um, John, you're the best realtor in the world. You could be the best top four drafter. We'll find out once uh, the votes come in. I think my chances are slim here, but <laughs> I do like uh, I do like the opportunity. I'd love to come back for some more top four. I'm not as I don't sip the hater as hard as Spencer. So if you have one that's more positive. <laughs> That might be more in my niche. Yeah, okay. this was hard for me because I, you know, I don't want to yeah. offend people. You're such a positive person. That's that true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. People are saying that these songs are overrated. I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> John's not saying that. To be clear. Yeah. Um, Johnny, we read your ad every week. Do you want to tell people how they can text you, call you? Yeah, about man. Just real uh, my number is on social media. You just find me on Instagram, Facebook. If you just search my name, I feel like most of your listeners are from Savannah have at least had the unfortunate experience run into me. But yeah. We're just interest rates are changing, the market's changing, but we're still putting people in good deals. We're finding houses, and uh, we're still getting top dollar, man. I think, um, I mean, everybody knows rates are going up, the market's shifting, but this time more than ever is when you hire somebody that knows what they're doing, and more importantly, hire somebody that's going to work hard. I think yeah. that we can, you know, me and my staff offer that pretty well. Do you we have more people ask you, like, do people come to you more often to sell their house or to when they're looking to buy a house? Does that make sense? Uh, it it's kind of fluctuates. Like last year, I had more buyers. This year, I've had more sellers. Okay. Um, but we do both. But it goes back and forth. Yeah, most people just right now ask me uh, if they think the market's gonna crash, they can buy a cheap house, and I usually tell them, unfortunately, probably not. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Um, listen, I forgot before we let you go. Do you have any words for Spencer? You're an honorable guy, probably the most honorable person I've ever met, and you're about high character. And Spencer has not followed through on his uh. bet. To caddy for me in the bracket challenge that you sponsored, he lost fair and square. We have the receipts. He'll try to give you the runaround, but I wanted to know if you wanted to address Spencer. It's, listen, it's it's that. tough. Uh, Spencer and I go way back. Right. He needs to be held accountable for his actions. Right. And you I'm can't you can't go on this hey, form of talk, medium. Spencer. Go ahead, John. and and make promises. Mm. Lose fair and square right. on an honorable. Very well run, very well sponsored mm. bracket challenge, and then not follow through. Right. But I will say this contractually: was there a timeline given for him to follow through? No. And also, what Travis wants to do is he wants me to caddy for him and also set the tee time and like do all the logistics for him as Travis, well. Travis, I think not as just someone caddy. who knows that Spencer's never even read the docket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna have to book it. Mm. Yeah. But also, like, does mm. you know does Tiger Woods set his own schedule and then call his caddy, or does his caddy? Good point. 
Good point. Um, are you going to make him like pick clubs for you, or like is it just he's just there? I to can't. Carry the bag I and can't sweat? let that well, here's stand. The thing, Travis cannot be compared to Tiger Woods in any shape or form. Well, That's I, not fair. Okay, should we? Just Especially with the All match coming up, which I want to make an announcement. Okay, give Travis his strokes. The man has earned his strokes. Thank you, John. Give him the strokes. Agreed. In the match of the century, we're talking about. In the about match here. of the century. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. If, they don't, if you don't know what we're talking about, right. get off the show. Right. Yeah. 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 Give, <laughs> he is a 16, 16.9. 16.9. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Give him the strokes that he has so earned. Pause, it is, pause, we are pause, almost bro. on the pause, eve of pause. his whole one anniversary. <laughs> Sus. And uh, he needs the strokes. I'm here to campaign for that. Thank you, John. I love it. Thank you, John. I'll take all the campaign. Golf is yeah. an honorable game. That's why we have handicaps. You know, like he, he give the man Spencer. I don't think is a legit six though. He needs to get his handicap. The back jury's out. out on that. I've, I've, I'm now up to a seven, but I keep like playing really, really poorly. It bumps up, and then I have one awesome Spencer, round. Spencer, are you hitting cups in those rounds? Am I hitting cups? Are you hitting cups? What does that mean? Is the ball dropping in the cup? Yes, the ball is dropping in the cup. Yes, the ball like is it, dropping. Yeah, and then you write down six. So that's the thing. Every time, every time, no. Every time I play well, it's because I'm putting really well. That's really what it boils gotcha. down to. You so also like, play the same course. I'll, yeah, I also play the though. same course. Listen, that's fine. Yeah. Like, Top four draft, isn't easy. Like, Top four draft. I'll have, yeah, I'll have <laughs> rounds where I have four putt. You know what I mean? So, like, same. of course I'm going to put playing. Yeah, that's what I'll leave you guys on is uh, real estate's cool, whatever. Give, give uh, Travis a strokes. And there it, it is. You heard it from the man himself, Johnny Carr. Um, until episode 123. We'll see you guys next week. Stay safe. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace.
commercial and residential electrical services that you can trust. Braddy Electric is Savannah's number one electrical services for commercial and residentials since 1970. It's family owned and family operated. Reach them today at 912-233-1561 or 1104 East 35th Street. Braddy Electric, that's two D's, B-R-A-D-D-Y. Five stars on Yelp, five stars on Google reviews, and Savannah's number one electrical servicer since 1970. Call them today, 912-233-1561. Savannah's premier indoor baseball training facility, SBPA, is owned and operated by Ross Howard, and together with instructors who have played college and professional baseball, Ross and SBPA offer customized instruction year-round for baseball and softball players, full-length batting cages, pitching mounds, and a state-of-the-art technology to measure improvement are just a few of the highlights over at the Academy. Call Ross at 912-484-5282 and visit the Savannah Baseball Performance Academy on Facebook for programs, teams, camps, and more information about how to take advantage of this great venue. Savannah's only year-round indoor baseball facility, Ross Howard, our guy. Give him a call, 912-484-5282.